Mixed Martial Arts returns to the banks of the River Liffey this Friday night as Bellator 270 touches down at the Pied Depot Arena in Dublin, Ireland for maybe the best card in years that we've seen here. In fact, it's the only card in years we've seen here in this part of the world uh, in Ireland. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. And today is the Bellator 270 preview show uh, from my uh, my beautiful home country of uh, of Ireland here. So we will look at um, all of the uh, the full card here from from top to bottom, uh, and maybe give you a little bit of insight into the some of the undercard fighters maybe that you wouldn't know as well, and obviously break down the uh, the main event, the co-main event, and, and a few more fights as well. So. Um, let, let's get straight into it, and we, let's go from uh, let's go from bottom to top here, uh, as we uh, as we tend to do, and look at some of the undercard fighters. So, um, we have a few people here making their pro debuts. Obviously, some of the the really good uh, SPG people coming through, and and more besides. Uh, and one of them uh, to start off with is Dara Kelly, who uh, won the Irish Amateur Fighter of the Year with Severe May last year. So you know he's going to be very, very good. He moved to SPG a while ago. He was nine and zero as an amateur. Uh, he beat uh, very good prospects, Constantine Blanchia and uh, Solomon Simon here coming out of Ireland in. The the amateurs, really, really good fighters. If you know you beat people like them, you're really, really good. And he's taking on Junior Morgan, who's 3-0 as a pro, won all of those inside the distance. Um, his last one was by a, an illegal knee, but you get over that. And he's on a Manchester top team as well. There's a good few fighters actually out of Manchester top team uh, on this card. I think there's three or four, but we'll get to them as we go. Uh, if you don't know them, the likes of Kane Musa fights out of that gym and uh, Lerone Murphy, who we saw with a spectacular knockout of, you know, of the, I don't see former SPG or, or current SPG fighter, uh, Macquad Armour Caddy. I know it's hard to know these days. People can't get in and out of countries, but um, uh, Lerone Murphy got that beautiful, uh, beautiful KO and, and uh, a lot of his team members are featured here on, uh, on Friday night. Um, another one actually uh, of these SPG versus uh, Manchester top team matches uh, is Steve Costello, uh, who takes on Yusuf uh, Nazogatov. Nazogatov. Yusuf Nazogatov. My my pronunciation of names is absolutely horrendous. But actually, shout out to my my good friend Jake Smith over in the UK who covers um, a lot of these guys really well. And I had a word with him about some of these guys, and he's saying a lot, a lot of the prospects. We'll get to a few more of them as well coming out of the UK. There's a few Welsh guys in this card. There's a few Scottish guys anyway in this card. There's a few English guys. Some really good. So it's not just uh, it's not just the Irish Irish prospects on this. There's some really good guys there. Um, he's out of Manchester top team as well. Uh, Yusuf is making his pro debut, and Steve Costello uh, also making his pro debut. He fought Ian Gary as an amateur. Uh, he won two fights at the IMAFs in 2019, so he came through uh, that uh, you know that passage through that I suppose a lot of the Irish fighters are coming through at the moment. So um, yeah, looking forward. I suppose those Derek Kelly and Steve Castle are the two kind of pro debuting fighters out of Ireland to look f- uh, to look to. In, on this undercard and, and see uh, if they will be, you know, maybe the next Dean Gary or the next Paul Hughes or the next James Gallagher or Kiefer Crosby, whoever that might be. Um, one of the standouts as well on this uh, undercard is Danny Nyland, who takes on uh, Audrey Karouche. Uh, Nyland is uh, SPG as well. She's 4-0 as a pro. Last year, all three Irish uh, pro women, uh, Danny, 
Liam McCourt and Sinead Kavanagh all went undefeated. So it's been a great time over the last while for uh, WMMA, I suppose we would call it, in, in Ireland. Um, for a long time, it was just Ashling Daly and she paved the way and she did an absolutely fantastic job. And then we had the likes of Catherine Costing coming out of Limerick and, and uh, other uh, women as well did a great job. But these three at the moment, I don't know if we've ever had a, a batch as good. You know, obviously, Sinead Kavanagh fighting. We'll talk more about that next week against Chris Cyborg and the biggest fight ever for an Irish woman in uh, in, in a mixed martial arts fight as well. Now, we've had maybe a couple of bigger boxing ones, but this is uh, it's absolutely huge. And Danny is paving the way as well. She fought in July, got an exemption to fight out of Bellator, went over and fought Katrina uh, uh, Delidza, who was 5-1 and one, over in Germany against the German and won that fight. So, you know, Danny is, she will, you know, she will take on all comers and beat them as well. Um, Audrey, uh, her opponent, seven and five as a pro. Team Sorel over in France. Looking at the gym, not the biggest gym in the world. Um, she has four wins by submission, four losses by submission. It's her her Bellator. Uh, it's her Bellator. Actually, she's she's six and six. She's six here in Chardog. I'm looking again. Yeah, but you know, it's it's one of them. She. I tried to look for some of her fights, and I couldn't really find much. Uh, a lot of those um, those French fighters as well. There's because MMA was only um, legal in France for, what? what is it, two years? You would know what they're on. It could be 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only recently legal uh, in France. So uh, there was a lot of mixed rules fights and stuff like that. And I'm not sure whether she had some or not, but it's very hard to find them. So you, it suggests that she, she might have had. But very experienced uh, lady coming in here. Um, and it'll be a big test for, for Danny again. But, you know, you, you'd expect her, I suppose, to, to pass it. She looks like a, a real, real good prospect uh, coming through. Uh, one of the fighters I mentioned earlier as well, uh, Bobby Pallet. Another gym that has a good few fighters um, linked here is uh, Hammer Gym. It's in uh, in Liverpool. Um, Bobby is uh, is a really, really, really uh, top prospect coming through. Um, he's he's five and zero in his career. Uh, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, just let, uh, just check it here again. Yeah, I, I think he is. And he's you know he's one of these guys that's coming through in the UK and you know out, out of Wales. And he's going to be. I think he's going to be a name that a lot of the the UK guys are talking about. And I suppose everyone else will start to talk about him in a while because he looks like a real good fighter. He's fighting uh, Nicolas Sayoli, uh, who's three and one out of SBG, two and one in Bellator. Lost to Jar- uh, Josh Hard- uh, George Hardwick, even the the king of Middlesbrough last time out. Uh, he's also fought in Vinator uh, as well, and so that's a welterweight bout. That should be uh, that should be fun. Um, Heavyweight bout then as well. You don't see too many heavyweight fights over here in Ireland. Uh, but we have uh, Gokan Sikarim versus Rob Beach. Uh, Beach out of that hammer gym as well, 5-2. and two. He's 39 years of age, hasn't fought since 2018. And he sees Bellator debut for uh, Sakaram. His only loss is to the, the ranked heavyweight Steve Murray. He's 1-1 one one in Bellator. So you'd be expecting uh, Sakaram to win this one, I suppose. I, I think he'd be a big favourite coming into this one. So, um, you know, the, the kind of the unusual fight. Another one, um, light heavyweight... Uh, Lee Hardwick against Andres Andrikas. Um He's out a, a London shoot fighter, and I was once told whenever you, uh, whenever you hear an Eastern European sounding name coming out of London shoot fighters, you know that fighter is going to be brilliant. And uh, he's eight wins in a row at the moment. He beat the likes of James Mulhern in his Bellator debut, which was his last fight back in 2019. And, you know, everyone in this scene knows Lee Chadwick. He's been around for years and years and years. 36-year-old veteran, former Cage Warriors champion. He beat the likes of Pindred, Carl Pindred. He's fought Chris Fields, Jack Marshman, Fabian Edwards, Carl Moore. 
Um, he won by submission his last fight a year ago in Bellator. So you know he's he's uh, doing well recently, and you know one of the one of the uh, the stalwarts I suppose of, of UK MMA has been for a good while. Then um, we have a lightweight bout between uh, Daniele Scatizzi, who fights out of SPG as well against Brian High. Um, uh, High is Dutch, sixteen and uh, sixteen and seven, I believe. Uh, he is sixteen and eight. Sorry, and Scatizzi ten and five. Um, you know, Skitizi two and one in Bellator, uh, guillotine Gavin Hughes in September in 2020, lost to Marvin Vittori back in the day as well, and, uh, and Vinatori's five wins by KO, uh, and as I mentioned, uh, high is five KOs, six subs, five decisions, so it's hard to know what you're going to get from him, you know, and he's, he's uh, three KOs, uh, f- um, three subs, and two decision losses, so... You know, <laughs> sometimes I look at the records and I think, well, okay, maybe he's a lot of knockout wins, maybe a lot of submission wins, maybe a lot of knockout losses or decisions. This guy also hasn't. He just has a bit of everything. You know, so you wouldn't, you uh, wouldn't know, you uh, wouldn't know where, what you get from him. He's also kind of won every second fight since two thousand and sixteen. Um, so yeah, I think uh, for Skitizi, who is is ten five as well. You know, similar sort of fifty fifty rara maybe. What would I call it in America? Six six hundred six sixty records, I suppose you would call it. You know. Three out of every two. He's uh you know it's good matchmaking there. Um then Ashley Reese as well out at Hammer Gym as well in Liverpool. He's two and one in Bellator lost his last one, he's four KOs uh, against Luca Pilot, who's six and one. Uh, only last was uh, in his debut to Marbeck Tysimov. It's his Bellator debut's three finishes in a row as well, so I look forward to that one. Uh then Ilias Bulad who's been training out of uh, out of SBG for a good while now. He's a, a kickboxer, and I suppose the, the kickboxing fans here would probably know him a lot better than me, but he's 2-0 as a pro. I saw him fight, uh, I think maybe both of his fights, one of them anyway, in uh, in Dublin, and, you know, he's very, very exciting. His last fight was on Bellator Dublin in uh, February 2020, uh, and he's fighting George Sassou, who's um, out of French uh, gym DNA fighters, who is Saladin Parnese, uh, Yves Landu, Johnny Frenchie, um Jean Ndai, so a really, really good gym there. He's five and one as a pro. Um, two wins by submission, two wins by decision. So you know, a really, uh, you know, it looks uh, looks like a good prospect. And looks like good matchmaking there as well. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that one. Um, the next Irish guy on the on the card is wasn't there's a long undercard here as there tends to be. Now I'm recording this uh, early in the week, so maybe by the time I, this happens, there'll be weight cuts and everything. I think uh, I think they're actually already quarantined. They've been quarantined since the weekend, uh, so you know you you never know when when that happens. Um, there could be a <laughs> there could be a lot of people you know ordering in McDonald's into their uh, hotel room and missing weight and something. You never know, but uh, yeah, what one of the. One of the best Irish prospects I think coming through as well is uh, Kieran Clark. He's three and out of SBG Ireland. All three fights in Bellator. Uh, he fought Magomed Magomedov in the IMAFs as an amateur. Uh, he beat Tobias Horilla as well as an amateur, who's a really, really, really good fighter. If anyone has seen him fighting Cage Warriors uh, over the last while, no, he, he lost his last fight if I'm not mistaken. But he is a killer, and there I think they went one and one. They fought each other a couple of times anyway, but Clark definitely has a win over him at amateur. He beat John and Die last time out to Clark, uh, and he's fighting Jordan Barton, who's another one out of Manchester top team that Jim I mentioned earlier on with Lerone Murphy, another six one and one. Uh, he's fought, you know, in some of the the best promotions. Um, around Cage Warriors and FCC, if you don't know what the local promotion, uh, they do absolutely great work over there. Uh, lost to, to James Hinden decision, who's a very good fighter, and he beat Manny, App, 
Manny Akpan in the amateurs and anyone who listens to any of my podcasts or whatever I talk about cage warriors knows I'm a big fan of Manny Akpan so that's a a good win for uh for him there um so we get then to the uh the main card uh or, or the, uh, the the top of the main card anyway I suppose with um Peter Quigley in the main event against uh, Patricky Fahey with Patchy Mix against James Galler uh Daniel Weichel against Pedro Kier Harvey versus Aceledu I believe that fight is off if I'm not mistaken uh but that would have been a fun one I, th- I I believe it's off but we'll uh <laughs> we'll we'll wait and I suppose see on that one uh yeah so we will get to the uh, the top few fights now and discussed him uh, more uh, more in detail. And let's start with Daniel Weichel versus uh, versus Pedro Carvalho. You know, obviously Carvalho fought uh, against uh, Patricio Pitbull recently for the title. That didn't go too well, but having watched him kind of preparing for that fight, you can see what kind of a fighter he is. I suppose pretty easy. Lots of output throws lots of high kicks, pressure, maybe even too much pressure at times, ends up getting him taken down, but he defends very well on the ground, he bides his time, you know, fighting out of the southpaw position, he's very, very, uh, very tricky for for a lot of guys, um, lost his last two after six wins in a row, lost to, obviously, Patricio and, and JJ Wilson as well, who's a top prospect, so, so no shame uh, in either of those, whereas Weichel, he does everything with power, you know, and and it's funny, I was looking through his record. He's 22 wins, but only five by KO for a guy who kind of throws so much power. And he's been around for ages as well. He fought Dan Hardy all the way back in 2008. His wins over, you know, uh, Moore, Saul Rogers, Georgie Carcanyon. Uh, so, you know, he's he's a very good fighter. But uh, as I said, watching him, he spams those right hands with power. Power single legs, power. He just, it's all, his whole game is about power. You know, some people are about finesse. Some people are about output. Like Pedro, I would think uh, a lot. This man is about power. So if Pedro can avoid the power punches, and if he can avoid maybe the power to takedowns as well, I would suggest even more. I think he's onto maybe a winner here. But it's very hard to avoid that, you know, and that will take a very, very good game plan, I think, from Pedro Carvalho uh, to win this. Obviously, he's fighting out of SBG Ireland as well, a, a, a Portuguese fighter, but he has come over here and he's kind of made Ireland his home. Um, I suppose, I think, having looked at the odds, I think Vichel is a slight favourite here, and I suppose that is uh, that is the right betting line, I think, right now. Uh, but Carvalho, you know, a, a big thing as well, and I suppose I should have mentioned it, and I suppose it's a good time to mention it, just kind of the start of, of the uh, of the main card here, looking at it, or the, the big tree anyway. Um, the Irish contingent here, and I would put Pedro into that, because we've seen people in the past, the likes of Gunny Nelson and everything like that, um, who are known SPG fighters and, and Irish associated fighters. The, the pop that they will get, the crowd that will be behind them will be insane. So the, the regulations in Ireland, basically, to allow... Uh, events like this only ended a couple of days ago. This is one of the first, literally one of the first big events in the tree arena in Ireland. We really only have one arena in the whole country this size that can fit indoors. You know, I think with Bellator and with the cage and everything like that, and with all seated, I think it's 9,000. With standing, they can take out seats. I think it goes up to 11 or something like that, or maybe a little bit more. But this is one of the first events, and people are going to be mad to just get out of the house, you know, or haven't been to an event literally since the last time Bellator here, uh, was here. I remember la- when all of this was announced, when it started the lockdowns and all, I was at Bellator 
and I was outside the tree arena and I remember hearing it on the radio and in a shop there it's like oh the coronavirus has come to Ireland so it's it's literally been Bellator to Bellator I feel like for the uh, for the events in that arena and uh, that is going to lead to an insane crowd you know that is going to lead to the I, I, do you know what I'd love to be I'd love to be the first Irish fighter tonight here to be honest because they're going to get roared to victory more than likely you know and it's going to be the same for the likes of Pedro and we will get to, to James Gallagher and Peter Queeley for a second but uh, to finish on, on the Pedro Vital fight could this is this could be a fight at night I think you know if Pedro kind of rises to the level where he's fought before to get you know towards the fights with with Patricio and he's won some big fights in Bellator I think he he could be a good matchup for uh, for Vichel in, in terms of a fun fight the, the winner I, I I maybe I won't predict that right now maybe I'll leave that for the betting show but it's it'll be a, it'll be a fun fight is my prediction for that one um then I suppose maybe for a lot of people the the, the funnest fight of the night uh is James Gallagher the Strabanimal the Tyrone man uh, against uh, Patrick Patchy Mix in the bantamweight division, which looks like you know with uh, the the bantamweight title up for grabs, Koyoji Haraguchi is fighting the champion uh, Sergio Pettis. And when is that? Towards the end of the year, or maybe early next year? But that that match has been made anyway. This could be the number one contender, but you know, really could. Um, Gallagher has been you know there or thereabouts for a long time, looking for a big fight, and he had injuries, and that Cal Eleanor fight just dragged on for years. It seemed like, but it was I think it was like a year or nine months at one stage, but um. Yeah, it's look this this fight. It has been a long time in the making, I suppose, and it's it's a very fun fight. I think they're very, two very similar fighters in terms of their end product, if maybe not their approach. I think Mix is a very much a grapple first fighter. He takes the back so well. I wouldn't say he's the quickest or most athletic fighter in the world, but he throws some lovely hook striking, uh, which leaves himself a little bit open. But he's happy enough to do that, I think, because the more open he is, if someone comes in and tries to, you know, to get inside, he could catch him and put him on the ground. He picks his times to go for a, well, he he picks his times to go for a takedown when someone is, has their back against the cage and he likes to push him against the cage and take him down through there. Throws the front kick up through the middle sometimes to, to keep his distance as well. But he does, the one the one issue I would say for him, he gets drawn into striking a little bit too much. Um, and he had a little bit of trouble against, uh, against Sarculetta as well, obviously finding out a southpaw. A position like that um whereas James I think his entries look we talk about James Gallagher look the, what we've seen of James Gallagher over the last few years has been wrestling takedowns submissions there is a, like it's funny that there isn't too much tape on maybe the modern James Gallagher the post Ricky Bandejas James Gallagher uh, against good people or high level people you know we've seen the fights with Chinzo Machida and there's another fight as well where even 15 minutes if I'm not mistaken uh, that I watched the other I can uh, this is the second time I forgot he's there but anyway um, it, it's James Gallagher striking maybe isn't as bad as maybe people make out due to the due to the um uh, the, the the fight where he lost where he got knocked out the lad I just mentioned whose name I can't remember Ricky Bandejas um also he's he's with James Krause right now and he has been over in America training for the last, I don't know, maybe a year or so. And I'd be very, very interested to see the adjustments he's made, not just in his ability, but in his style. Because you watch James Gallagher, one time he comes out, you know, with the hands up eye against Bandejas. Another fight's thin, he comes out in the craddy stance, hands low, throwing kicks and stuff. So James Gallagher has, has a few different styles. I'd be interested to see what style, I suppose, James Krause has him in. But as I say, the tape on him 
as a James Cross fighter is nil. And even as, like, kind of the, the last few years of James Gallagher, there, there's very little on him as well because fights have ended so quickly. But what we do see in him is, you know, I spoke about Patchy Mix there and he picks his time to, to take to get the takedowns, but it's more about power takedowns than anything else are like double legs against the cage or single legs against the cage. I think James Gallagher is one of the smartest takedown artists in MMA, to be honest. Like, sometimes because James Gallagher is such a big character and people don't really look at his game, I think that's the best part of his game, to be honest. His ability to take someone down with, like, uh, the, the, I think it was the Callan, or no, it wasn't the Callan fight, it was the, uh, was it Roman Salazar uh, fight, where he kicked them. James Gallagher caught the underside of his leg. There's a beautiful picture of it out there. Maybe we'll be able to find it. But he picked the underside of his leg and got the takedown by catching onto basically the, the bottom half of his calf and took him down like that. James Gallagher's takedowns are just really good. Really, really good. And when he get once he gets to the ground, his jiu-jitsu is absolutely fantastic. On the feet, look, I think he's a good jab. He's a fast striker. I think his defensive ability in past fights right down through the middle has been an issue. When he boxes out of that straight-up boxing stance and throws that kind of the backhand uppercut, as we saw with Magomed Karimov last week, that can lead to you getting hurt badly. I think in that's fine in boxing at times, but in MMA with so many weapons where you can kind of get in closer or even throw head kicks or front kicks right down through the middle, I don't think that's the best weapon in the world, you know. McGregor has thrown that and even the front hand uppercut as well and it's worked well for him at times but at other times he's kind of gotten caught with it you know it worked well for him really well for him against Eddie Alvarez but then against uh, Nate Diaz it didn't work so well so um you know, I think for James Gallagher, he's better off staying away from maybe stuff like that. But I'm also, like, the biggest thing for me in this fight is l- seeing what James looks like after a- his time with uh, with James Krause. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about that fight tomorrow in the uh, in the betting show uh, when that goes up. Because I have a few more thoughts on it, but I will leave that for them because it's it gets into who I think will, will win and lose it. But a fun fight, a really, really fun fight, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and in the main event, Patricky Pitbull... Coming over from Brazil to take on Watford's own Peter Queeley. So there's no Dubliner here in the main cards. Uh, I suppose you, the, the three Irish guys are from Portugal, Tyrone and Watford, which is, you know, all different parts of the, the world and the country, I suppose. But uh, it's great to see, you know, different parts of Ireland being um, being uh, showcased, I suppose, here. But for Peter Queeley and, and Patricky Papal, I went back and watched the first fight. And, you know, coming out of that first fight, I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe, maybe... Queely got li- maybe a little bit lucky, you know, or the, the referee, it was the, or the the uh, the doctor maybe stopped it a bit earlier or something. But having gone back and watched it, Queely Queely was winning that fight. You know, I thought Queely was the better fighter in that. Now that doesn't mean to say Patricky won't come out and be the better fighter here or make adjustments or win this fight. But I I, I think Peter Queely's performance in that fight was criminally underrated. I think he deserves a lot more credit for that, even. When Patricky took him down, Peter Queeley won that portion of the fight. He was elbowing him. He cut him up. I think it was two different or three different cuts, maybe even on the top of his head from those elbows that Queeley landed. He did a great job there. He did a great job of pushing the pace. He did a great job of landing his jab. And he just had a phenomenal performance. You know, I'm, I spoke to Peter the other day. It'll probably be out by the time this comes out, I would say, uh, on, on Sherdog's YouTube. So check it out there. Um, but what he said to me was that he... He never really expected to get to maybe this level, you know, and maybe a lot of people didn't expect him to get to le- this level. And then when he did get to this level, we were like kind of half denying it in ourselves. Well, he didn't say that, no, but maybe I, I kind of added that bit in. But, you know, 
uh, he be- he really believes in his athleticism as a fighter and his ability to push a pace. And he told me he's going to push that same pace for five rounds here. So that's going to be very interesting. And you look at Patricky's side of it then, you know, for him in the first fight, he hit Peter a good few times in that second round. Um, a lot of people thought the first round was closer than the second round, but watching it back, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought, maybe it was, but I thought he, Patricky did better work in the second round at times, just kind of landing his shots. But what we could see in the first round was all leg kicks. That is the key, I think, uh, for both of them kind of coming in here. If Peter Quigley can stop those leg kicks from landing or check them. He's on to a winner here. If Patricky can land them over and over and over, it's going to be very tough for Peter Quigley to withstand him for five rounds. The takedowns are another thing, as I mentioned there. Patricky was able to get him down twice. Didn't keep, didn't it wasn't he wasn't on the ground for that long because it was near the end of the rounds. I think both time, uh, but Peter Quigley was kind of winning the that on the ground, but. That one lasts forever. You know, if Patricky gets a takedown towards the start of the round, even if Peter lands a few shots, maybe Patricky can move in, stop those shots from coming in, kind of take over there. So that's another key, I think, to this fight. But if Peter Queeley can push the base, you know, and stop the takedown and stop the leg kicks, he, as I, I use the phrase, onto a winner, I think he could be onto a winner here again. But the, the, the problem here is. The uh, <laughs> the Irish fighters have lots of tough fights. You know, even, even if you look at the top three, the, the Carvalho against Vigil. Look, Vigil could win that. Carvalho could win it, but Vigil could win it. Mix could win it against Gallagher. Patricky could win it against Queeley. And then what are the crowd like? You know, <laughs> what's that What's that atmosphere going to be like? It, it could be, you know, it could be pretty downtrodden or it could be extremely happy. You know, we all think back to UFC Dublin when Conor McGregor fought Diego Brandaume. And Neil, uh, wasn't Neil Searan that card? I'm not sure. But uh, the five Irish guys, he was, I think. Uh, Gunny Nelson, Norman Park, and whoever. I, it was Ashley Daly. I know Paddy Hoolan was definitely the first one. Ashley Daly was in the tough house, I think, at that time. But anyway, there was, it was mayhem. All of them won, and it was insane. Carl Bender as well. How could I forget that? Well, one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the UFC. But, you know, Peter Queeley had another one, I suppose, against Ryan Scott. But it it could go the other way. It really could go the other way. I suppose we will, we will see. But the the big thing here as well I think this is for the lightweight championship you know as I mentioned five rounds the Bellator main events aren't switching till five rounds at the end of the year but obviously the championship fights are there and as an Irishman you know going to a fight here in my own country it's great to see a title fight you know we've seen you know cage warriors uh, <clears throat> ones and titles on the line and stuff like that back in the day um but to see, you know, a big Bellator title fight with a, with an Irish guy who's come through, it's, it's going to be huge. And, you know, even to see the likes of Patricky Pitbull as well, a very good fighter, to see the likes of Patchy Mix fighting in Ireland, it's something we really haven't experienced since, since I suppose, McGregor versus Brando. You know, we haven't had the, the very top-level fighters at the, the, you know, at the top of their game. You know, we were supposed to have a Steve Miocic fight here before he became champion and stuff like that. That fell out. And we were supposed to have Parry and Duffy as well, but that fell out. So we missed out on a few of them. We had, we've had, we, you know, we had Darren Till and we had a few uh, good fighters here, no doubt about it. But uh, this is a huge fight. You know, this fight... Patricky Pitbull versus Peter Queeley and Sinead Kavanagh versus uh, Chris Cyborg next week are the two biggest fights not containing, you know, Conor McGregor. They're absolutely massive fights uh, and I'm looking forward to both of them and I'm especially looking forward uh, to Bellator 270. Uh, Patricky Pitbull taking on Peter Queeley for the lightweight championship. James Gallagher taking on Patchy Mix uh, in the in the bantamweight division going to be absolutely, uh, absolutely brilliant and, uh, and lots more as well. I, w- I will leave it at that. Uh, thanks everyone for listening Uh, check me out all week I'll be above at Dublin you know if you see me around say hello and uh, thank you very much for watching and listening we'll see you all